All right, Dr. Gus, we are back on another Authentic Health Friday. Maybe the, um, I don't know, you think this will be the last one of the year? Are we going to do it again? I think this will probably be the last one of the year. I'm off next week and I'll be visiting my uh, in-laws down in Florida. And so I think we'll probably call this a, a wrap for 2023 and be excited to get rolling early in 2024. Yeah, I, I'm down with that. And so when we were talking about how to wrap it up and uh, although we probably should have done this a couple months ago, but we had a lot of good content we wanted to get out there before. So you know, I'm going to yeah. give both of us a little grace on this. Um, you came up with this idea of how to stay healthy through the holidays from a lot of, from, uh, from a holistic standpoint. And right before I hit record, you were kind of going through how you developed this for your patients and for your practice on how to hit the holidays with a healthy strategy uh, and kind of kind of talk first of all to tee this up why why you came up with this i guess uh for lack of a better word we talk about protocols a lot but this that the healthy holidays protocol that's what i'm gonna that's what we'll coin this right now why did yeah and what does it encompass yeah you know it's really interesting so i've i've worked through like 20 years of holiday cycles now in a clinic where we're seeing individuals who are coming in for various reasons and then we're seeing them on the front side of the holiday, during the holiday, and out after the holiday. And what I saw were real consistent patterns and what people generally are experiencing. And that there's this wonderful side of the holiday, celebrations, more food, and people enjoy more, and, and maybe they relax more. Hopefully they do. But then there's this other side of often people feeling worse for many reasons, um, some of which could be people who've lost loved ones and things of that sort. And the holidays can be a really hard time for them. But there were three big themes that I saw consistently that people would come in in January and say, ah, uh, this is what I'm concerned about. One, of course, was body composition. And this is all backed up by CDC, CDC statistics that of the 30 pounds someone gains over the course of 10 years of their life, most of that accrued during the holiday stretch each year and then just simply was not lost after the holiday. So people end up with a little more body fat at the end of the holiday stretch. And now they feel like they get in January and they need to lose it. But at the same time, there's the high of the celebrations of the holidays and maybe time off. But then there's the stress, so much stress that we packaged onto the holidays, stress of dealing with, again, possibly lost dysfunctional family systems <laughs> that we have to engage with. The having to come back to work in January. And if you live in an area where it's cold and dark and just feeling like you're in the doldrums. And so people would tend to show up with depressed or more anxious or just more stressed and beat down and just not in a great emotional place. And then the last thing is the immune system. This is a time of year where we're going to encounter more viruses and more potential infections, but our immune systems get beat down as we are become more stressed and our emotional well-being is not as good, and we're eating more food, but perhaps it's not the healthiest food, or possibly drinking more alcohol. And so people would end up sick. They'd have the whichever versions of viruses were going around. It could be influenza. These days it can be COVID. And so we had this trifecta of weight gain, immune system dysfunction and sickness, and emotional, non-emotional well-being, right? Like just not being in a good state. And I was like, well, what if we knew that was going to happen? If we could predict it, at virtually every year, I'm going to be one of those individuals that's going to start January in that state. What can I start doing, you know, from the time of Thanksgiving up through the new year? What are the things that I could do that allow me to go enjoy every one of the holiday parties, right? To go enjoy the festivities, to participate in everything, but to actually start the year just as healthy uh, as I was right before the holiday started. Like minimal illness, if any strong immune system, just as lean and fit, if not more so, and in a well-rested, emotionally strong state for the year to come. And so that's where I created this outline uh, that we can share with the audience, of course, as uh, in the show notes, that walks people through, how would I do this? Well, let's start with the first one, which, I mean, I think is pretty straightforward. Lay a strong foundation and keep it strong. What do you mean? Yeah, so this is really teaching what we teach all the time. This is like the foundational teaching of this podcast, which will be going back to a lot of these foundations at the beginning of the year because we can, you, you just can't repeat them often enough. And it's like, you know, if you're going to go use, say, a su supplement support stack for your immune system, well, that could be good for you. But if you're doing it on a body that's nutrient compromised, 
overtired, physically not engaged in consistent exercise, then you're really just putting like a, uh, you know, some type of not very good icing on top of a cake that's crumbling, right? It's like, you you always start with the basics. Like, what are the things that you do consistently to maintain good health? So we've talked about this extensively on the podcast, but maintaining optimal nutrient status. So let's say you're going to fall off your eating plan during the holidays. You know you're going to go to restaurants and parties and possibly buffets. You're going to eat more chocolate and desserts. You're going to fall off your eating plan. Okay, fine. But let don't fall off your support plan so that you have all of the essential fatty acids, essential amino acids, vitamins and minerals and micronutrients and proper hydration needed so that you can still be healthy, even as you're possibly putting a lot of things into your body that aren't as good for it. So you never compromise nutrient status. And we have a whole podcast on micronutrients, and we've walked through some of these in individual podcasts. And at the beginning of the year, we'll do briefer versions and we'll put the nutrient support stack we recommend for everyone so that you can just check the box on this. The other thing that gets disrupted during this time of year, and it dovetails with the time change, where we do the daylight savings switch back to standard time, and the days get shorter and we have more darkness, is that people don't uh, uh, optimize their circadian biology, their biological clock system, their sleep and wakefulness. And so if you're overtired and sleep uh, and not getting sufficient restorative sleep, guess what's going to happen? You'll gain weight, you'll uh, have negative impacts on your emotions, and your immune system will get compromised. So that one's just critical. Keep to adequate sleep. And if you have a couple of big nights out because it's a party week, make sure every other night you're really getting that sleep. It'll pay you back. And then just because you're engaging in more celebratory activities, doesn't mean you shouldn't continue to maintain your fitness regimen. So yeah, all right, you went out the night before, you went to a great party, you ate the dessert buffet, you're feeling bloated, now you're like sleeping in, sleeping a little longer and you're tired, still get up and get your exercise. It will wake you up, it will engage your, it'll get you uh, more energy, it will lower your stress and you'll catabolize some of that extra energy. So continue your fitness regimen. Don't let that drop off. And then be mindful about the stress you're going through, that your schedule might be a little different than it usually is. You may be more active. You may, again, be going through uh, a sense of loss because of loved ones that you're not with at the time of the holidays or, um, or that are no longer in your life. Um, or, and that there's possibly, the, again, this potential social dysfunction that you may experience in particular friendship environments or family environments. So you know that this is going to happen. So you're going to invest more time in your mindset, in your gratitude, in your prayer life, in your breath, so that you recognize and go ahead and counterbalance the enhanced stress. And you continue to focus on optimizing your environment, your lighting environment, your sound environment, and your toxicant exposures. So these are ABCs of maintaining attaining health that we've already covered in great detail in prior podcasts. But this is always step one. And be like, well, why are we, this isn't that special. Why are you telling me these things? Because these are usually all all or most neglected during this period of time, which causes the weight gain, immune dysfunction, and emotional issues. It's simply just falling off of your healthy routines. If you're going to add some unhealthier routines into your calendar for six weeks, don't do that and not maintain the healthy routines that support your health. It's critical that you do that and it'll pay you back in a huge way. You know, it is crazy that there's so many things in life like the holidays that we know they're coming. I mean, we know from January 1 that all things being okay, God willing, the holidays are going to come around about 12 months from, from New Year's Day. Yet we go in and just kind of react to the whole season. We know it's come. We just react to the season. One of the things that Jimlin and I have done this year, and I'm going to, I was going to say this to talk about during the um, emotional well being. So, you know, with her being in like the most hardcore retail you can be in, it's a children's store at Christmas. It's the, the mm-hmm. largest one in this area. So she basically lives in the store. And she gets home late and she's ready to crash. But one of the things that she and I have done is we have made a point, first of all, to watch as many cheesy Christmas movies as we possibly could this year, very deliberate. 
and we, because we don't have much time at night, we get up early. And I mean, very early sometimes if we're both awake and we'll watch a Christmas movie as just kind of to maintain a sense of routine and us spending time together. And man, it has made all the difference in the world. And it sounds to me like, you know, what we should do, Gus, we should write an ebook for next year. That's kind of like a, kind of like a training book for the holidays. Cause some of these folks, I mean, you and I don't drink, you know, but there's people that are going out there that literally this time of year are just doing things, putting things in their body, staying up late. Like my, for me, the sleep one really hits home for me. Cause when Abby gets home, she's going to want to stay up. And we have a whole list of our Christmas movies where she's going to want to stay up. And I'm going to, I'm, I mean, my baby's coming home from New York. I'm going to be with her and I'm going to stay up as as long as I can. And so I know that my circadian rhythm is going to be jacked up a little bit, which tells me I've got to make sure to pay attention even more so in the other things I'm doing to offset that extra fatigue mm -hmm. just so I can train and be prepared for it. So it's crazy, man. I mean, I'd love it if we got on, if we came on here every single time and just gave all these incredible biohacking secrets that everybody were just like, Oh my gosh, I had no idea I could do that to raise my testosterone levels by a thousand percent. No, sometimes it's just the basics, right? Yeah. Always. And having you always go back to these basics in whatever domain of life, right? Your spiritual life. Are you dry? Well, okay. Are you participating in corporate worship? Are you reading the word? Are you engaged in prayer? Like all the, you know, your finances, are you on a budget? Have you, you know, it just always comes back to these foundations. And with health, these foundations are 90% of the work, yep. right? 90% of it gets done right here. And if you just make these, and this is what you talk about all the time, if you automate these into your habit matrix, right, then you just won't even deviate, right? It won't happen that you get to the holiday and start reacting and you skip your workout and then you end up having, now you're more tired, so you have an extra drink or an extra piece of chocolate. It just won't happen. You'll end up supporting your nutrition, you know, maybe you don't get as much sleep, but you'll make sure it's good quality and that you try to get it when you can. You'll be thinking about how you're breathing. You'll be thinking about how grateful you are and trying to really focus on the joy, the peace and everything that this season is supposed to mean. And, uh, um, it, you know, and, and continuing to get your exercise, you'll just do it and it'll just be what you do. Cause it's, you don't know how not to do it. You know, uh, Ramit Sothi, who's one of my favorite guys to listen to about finances, he kind of takes this approach where he gets really frustrated when people say that don't have the, the latte, don't, you know, cut, just basically cut out all the luxuries of life, the things you enjoy, just get rid of them. Instead, what he teaches is no, get rid of the stuff that you're spending money on that doesn't mean that much to you and spend more on the things that you do. It's not always about becoming closer to poverty in order to one day find prosperity it's kind of the same deal here it's like you can still do these fun things just prepare for them you put in the work when you're not doing those things to allow you to be able to go hard to the hoop a few nights a week of holiday parties yeah. and and not just let it knock you down so okay so continuing on with the dr gus vickery holiday happiness and health playbook You've got here, in addition, in, in addition, attention to the following list will fortify your foundation. So how do we fortify this foundation of good health as we cruise through the holidays? Well, we just did these episodes on stress and specifically hormesis and forms of stress that can become quite positive for us. And that's exactly what we're talking about here. Um, one is not really hormesis, but get as much natural light as you can. If the days are shorter, you're going to be indoors more. It's going to be darker. Maximize any opportunity you have to get full spectrum light onto your retina. Step outside, even if it's cold, when you have that five-minute break and take in the sky and the sun, right? Like first thing in the morning, have a few minutes of daylight if you can. If you can't, then you get to work before the sun rises. Once the sun's up, take a five-minute break from work, walk outside, get that exposure to your retina. Same thing, end of the day, get some sun, get some of that natural light before the sun goes down. And then if needed, if you're in one of those places or your job schedule is such, you really can't do it, buy a broad spectrum light system that you can set up wherever you work and run, which will mimic a little bit of that broad spectrum sunlight for your eye. Can't, I can't emphasize enough how much that can do 
or just your circadian biology and your sense of well-being to get the natural broad spectrum light. And then charging your electromagnetic uh, battery, meaning grounding. Now, obviously, when it's frigid outside, maybe that's not the time you're going to uh, stand barefoot in the grass. But maybe you could do it for a few minutes or get some of that type of exposure where you're just allowing that exchange of electrons and protons between your body and the earth that literally charges your battery and makes you feel better. But also being mindful about the exposure to unnatural electromagnetic frequencies cell towers, cell phones, computer screens, and all of our other devices. Um, you know, give yourself some space between yourself, you and your screen and reduce that overall exposure to that radiation. So that can help enormously. And then, yeah, if you have access to it, get in your sauna. Guess what? You're going to detox if you get in that sauna. So if you're having extra alcohol and eating food that maybe it's not all organic, non-GMO, well, you'll clear some of those toxicants getting in the sauna. You'll do it in the evening and then rinse off and you'll get to sleep faster and get into deep sleep faster. And you get the benefit of that hormetic stress. You build a more resilient human system. Uh, maybe you're up for this, maybe not, but short bits of cold exposure. Increase your dopamine, increase your stress resiliency, increase your metabolic rate, reduce fat accumulation. And I really like this one because it can work well during this holiday time where you're going to go hard to the rim that evening or at the holiday lunch, fasting, right? So you're like, okay, I'm going to have this incredible uh, dinner with the company at, say, Ruth Chris Steakhouse. And I'm going to eat a big buttered steak, and I'm going to eat their macaroni and cheese, and I'm going to eat their chocolate torte dessert. I'm going to eat 1,800 calories at dinner tonight, and it's going to be delicious, and I'm going to enjoy it. Great. Well, for the rest of that day, you're going to drink water, Take your amino acids, take your fatty acids, and take your nutrients, and you're not going to eat anything else. So instead of the 1,800 calories getting dumped on top of another day where you already ate 15 or 1,800 calories, and now you've just added fat to your body, no, you still ended the day net neutral on calories or possibly in a calorie deficit, and you got to enjoy that incredible meal, and you enjoyed it more because you had a really good appetite when you went to get in there, when you went to go do it. And then the last one might be a little more than people want to try and do right now, but the focus on the biome, which we've talked about. So getting your fiber, your fermented foods, loving on your pet, letting them lick your face. I know that sounds gross, laying in the dirt, things like that. But the big ones for this time of year, because they can offset, they can help with immune and offset weight gain and help your brain feel better are the fasting other than when you're going to go feast the cold exposure and the heat exposure and that broad spectrum light. If you do those things, it'll pay you enormous benefits throughout the entire year, of course, but certainly through a five or six week holiday stretch. So one of the things I know that people, a lot of people kind of roll their eyes out now is the, the cold exposure because it's been like, you know, social media. So showing everybody doing their cold plunge, I've done it. But let me tell you something. I read something and I, I noticed this, I guess, anecdotally, but I didn't know that there was a scientific, uh, there was scientific evidence behind it. I was watching Andrew Huberman the other day, and he was talking about cold exposure. And we, because you mentioned it just then, there's a dopamine hit that comes from cold exposure. And one of the coolest parts about it is that he made mention of the fact that while there is an immediate dopamine release, that over the next two to two and a half hours, I think he said, there can be as much as a 150% increase in dopamine release. So it's not like it's all at once. It's like sustained. It's like you start, you, you, go, you get the cold exposure, good mood, but then it lasts into the morning. And I think it's important we talk about this a little bit because I know we're about to go into mindfulness and emotional health. It's anything that I can do during the holidays. One, because I'm a Christmas junkie. I am Jimlin calls me Mr. Christmas because I've got like this whole holiday wardrobe and man, I've been wearing it all this year. It's awesome. And, but at the same time, I'm like everybody else. I'm not immune to the fact that it's so weird. There are more suicides. There's more depression. There's just all of these clinical studies that have shown that the holidays are really tough on humans. Emotionally, it's another year that's almost gone. People probably reflect and think, did I get better? Did I get worse? Am I really, there's another year about to begin. This is where I am. I don't know all the reasons. 
but so anything you can do to really enhance that mood. And so I'm really glad that my putrid, nasty, ugly ice barrel that you saw whenever you were here in the summer has been all cleaned up. It's actually cold enough to keep the water cold. So I'm back at it, baby. And today I, I did the, um, had a nice ice bath and then came straight up here to the upper room where I got into my infrared blanket and did some, some heat and it is such a game changer. It truly is. So, yeah. So I'm curious, what was the temperature there this morning? So in the mornings, it's been about 38, 39, maybe. Uh, it's yeah, it's beautiful. It's like Southern California out there right out, outside right now. It's been getting up to like 63, 64 sunshine. That's nice. Oh, dude. Yeah. Here's the best part about it, Gus. So I think my ice bath this morning was probably high 30s. So I get in there mm -hmm. for three and a half, four minutes. Then I go sit on that upper deck, which you've sat with me on, where the sun is positioned. And it's literally like God shining a flashlight on me where and it's like, so it just, I bask in the sun for a little while. And then I came in, I got into the, the sauna blanket and dude, I started this morning off, right? But that's what I do every day. It's like, when I get out of the ice bath and just go sit in the sun and soak it up, let my body become a giant solar panel. It is just, it is so great. And it, it, it just, it, it sets the tone for the rest of the day. Yeah. We've got, as you know, in this new home that we moved into for us, this little swimming uh -oh. pool out back. And we've taken now that the leaves have been done are done. We've taken the cover off. We've had the water, you know, retreated and it's ready. And I've, and I told the kids, cause they're all home now for Christmas that we will do a family polar plunge and they all agreed. Everybody's excited about it. Yeah. But this morning it was 17 degrees. <laughs> And nobody, including me, really felt like jumping in that water and getting out in 17 degree weather. Well, that is where I get, you know, Jim and she laughs at me. I mean, I like it whenever I can finally get that. I have to break the ice to get down into my barrel. But yeah, you and I, though, I'm coming up in at the first of the year to do my blood tests and all this stuff to start the uh, under 50 project. And you and I, I'm we're, we're going to do a, a we're going to do it. Oh yeah, we're gonna do it, and we're gonna record it, and we're gonna post it just like every every. Absolutely, we are. We're just gonna yes. If it gets on people's nerves, then so be it. So yeah. All right. So that goes into the the next category, which I think is so very important, which is maintaining emotional well being. How do we do that in the hustle and bustle of the holidays, Doc? Yeah. And actually what you're going to see is in each of these categories, there's an enormous number of crossover with all the categories, right? So a big part of this is exercise consistently, right? Move, take walks, go for a run, get on the rowing machine or the elliptical, go lift the weights. It's amazing what will happen for your mood if you just do that. So much of what happens throughout the holidays uh, isn't just maybe some of the, you know, areas where we're depressed because life isn't as we had wanted to be. But as we did give into these indulgences, right? If we eat more sugar and rich food and possibly drink more alcohol, that has a depressant effect on us. It feels good in the moment, but the after effect is a depressant effect, an actual neurochemical depressant effect. And then the next morning we wake up and we're dealing with the neurochemical depressant effect. But then we're also dealing with, we, we end up feeling bad about ourselves and like, oh, I'm such a slob and da, 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 da. Exercise will just take care of all that for you, right? You just get up and move. And even if you're, you know, uh, hopefully not, but maybe there's a little hangover, you know, you indulge a little more than you should. Guess what? Exercise will clear that faster than just about anything else. So keep up the exercise. And then I already mentioned it, but the morning light exposure and overall natural light exposure does wonders for seasonal affective disorder, seasonal depression and sleep. So just getting natural light, getting exercise, and then spending time in some type of natural setting. But I understand it could be too cold for this, but I, I go and take walks in 20 degree weather. I wear a pair of gloves and a comfortable coat and maybe a hat and my dog and I still go for an hour long walk in the woods. And it's wonderful and very invigorating because your body warms up as you move in the cold weather and you end up having this real invigorating feeling of this there's all this cold air kind of coming across you, but yet you're kind of hot and you're moving and you're out in nature and you're appreciating, you know, the views and what you're seeing and seeing a bigger, th th there's a bigger world going on than just simply you and the world inside your mind. And so those right there, the, the light, the movement, the exercise and time and pretty natural settings make a huge difference. 
And then while we're doing that or at other times, the mindfulness practices, and I emphasize gratitude. This is the time of the year to really be thankful for even, I mean, for, again, some people are in, you know, very challenging circumstances, but every one of us has something, really multiple things we could be thankful for today, right? The fact that we're alive and we have these bodies, we do have friends, we do have possibly family members. There are good things we have today. And we likely, most of us, if you're listening to this podcast, probably have the resources for food and hydration and clothing and a warm bed to sleep in. These are things that thousands of years ago, for for most of human history up until 150 years ago, everybody was just trying to find, right? That was, they lived their life hoping to have clothing, shelter, and food and water. And almost all of us already have that. And so really entering into those gratitude states and being thankful and expressing that gratitude, not just say to God and our prayer life or just out loud to the universe, but to the people in our lives that are part of that saying, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for you, Jason, for your friendship and for you building up this podcast and making me a guest and giving me an opportunity to share what I learned in my clinic with all these wonderful people. I'm really grateful to you, Jason, that I get to do this with you. Like sharing that with other people, because guess what? That's going to open them up and they're going to smile. And then they're going to start telling you what they're thankful for in you. And it's amazing what that can do for your mental well-being. And then turn off the negative, right? Turn off the cable news, turn off the Twitter feeds, turn off the bad reports and everything's going to blow up and the economy's going to tank and there's bad COVID going around everywhere and blah, blah. Turn it off. Turn it off. And either spend time with positive friends talking about how the wonderful things in your life and your common goals and dreams or with family members. Or if you're on your own, spend time, turn on beautiful music and like immerse yourself in an atmosphere that's pretty and calming and just helping you. Right. And then be kind to yourself. Right. Just be nice to you. Right. Like, forgive yourself for your mistakes. God has forgiven you for your mistakes. Show yourself some love. Be a friend to yourself. Check your self-talk. If you're like sitting there going, I suck, and you know, I didn't do this, and I could have done that, or I drank too much less, stop it. Just stop it and just say, you know what? I'm, I'm a human being. I'm imperfect, and not all my habits are exactly as I would have them be, but there's a lot of good I've done. Just show yourself love. Be kind to yourself. I promise you, God is being kind to you. God is loving you. God isn't looking at your faults. He's just loving you like a child. And then finally, back to the breath that we've talked about, like proper breathing, calming breaths. You know, we went did a whole episode on this so the listeners can go back, but really getting control of your breath and not letting it get carried away. Lastly, try to get the toxicants out. You know, if you're up for it, if you're someone who drinks alcohol, but you don't have to have it or don't love it, reduce it. Don't rely on it as much because alcohol is a depressant. Instead, give yourself other things. So that's my, you know, there's a lot more that can be done for emotional and mental well-being. There are many other things we could cover, but that's my sort of like foundational list right there because those are things that you can just do every single day. One of the things that I did, uh, I guess it was at least a week ago, maybe longer, is I posted on Instagram, Facebook, uh, maybe it went to Twitter too. I don't remember where I just said uh, one last message, finish 2023 strong. I'm out. See you in 2024 and I'm done mm-hmm. and I'm out and I don't. Um, and so therefore I'm not on any social media right now. And one of the things, one of the reasons why I wanted to do that is because as I get older and I told you being a Christmas junkie, the way I am, it always seems to go by so fast and it's faster every year. And I wanted to really, and since we can't slow down the holidays, you can't slow that train that is time. You can only just try your best to make the most of what you have. And so I have tried this season more than any other. I'm only listening to Christmas music. I, it, like I said, Jimlin and I are crushing every Christmas movie, no matter how goofy and cheesy it is which by the way, I got to tell you a funny story. We're watching this just, I mean, ridiculously cheesy, hallmarky Christmas movie the other day. And they hold up a newspaper and it's got 
my buddy Brady Smith, who's married to Tiffany Amber Thiessen from Say by the Bell, Kelly Kapowski. <laughs> and it's got him on. I'm like, oh my. And it's like the prince of something. He's not even, I'm like, oh my gosh. I said, is Brady in this movie? Because he's done some of those kind of uh those kind of movies. He's not in the movie, but I texted him. I was like, I was like, dude, I was so glad to know that my 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 great buddy, my fraternity brother, the prince of some made up country is in this movie that Jim and I are watching. He started laughing. He said, yeah, my buddy produced that movie and asked if he could use that picture. <laughs> it's so funny. So Brady wasn't in the movie, but his picture was in it. So anyway, it was pretty, pretty surreal to be honest with you. That is really funny. Oh. And this was, what channel was this movie on? Well, was it like, a- I think it was on Hulu. They've got a whole deal on Hulu now where they've got all these, it's all holiday movies. So you just go through and it's just, it was so, I can't remember which one it was. There's been so many that we've watched. And you didn't know you were going to come across that picture of him. You saw it and you were like, oh my gosh, I know that guy. I know him. (laughs) And sure, and and, because I sent it to a couple of our other fraternity brothers and like, and one of my buddies, David Frost, he sent me a text. He's, oh my gosh, I had no idea. I've never seen that before. They had never seen it because it's like, Brady's not in the movie. It's just, he's just, just his picture is in this fake newspaper that's in the movie. So, so random. And, but one of the things that I've done to try to slow down the holidays this year is do that. Make sure that I listen to every single song that I like. I've got a great playlist. So even when I'm working out of it, like today, today was squat day. So I'm like doing over a hundred squats and everything. And I'm listening to Michael blue blade, just crush. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas while I'm, you know, yelling and squatting and watching the Christmas movies, no social media and just doing my best to savor it. And I think that's, and and also I can tell you listener that I know you hear this to the point of it's almost cliche, but when you sign off of social media for a little while, and I do think social media is social media is a way that I promote this podcast. Social media is, I see some great quotes. I see friends doing cool things. I'm not here to just completely bash social media, but if you, if you can just, cut it out for a little while, then you're forced to do something else because our brains are, it's like habitual, right? And so now instead of reaching for the phone to look at social media, what I've done is I've, I have my Kindle really quick to pop up on my phone to where I'll just read a little bit. And that's what it is. It just, it kind of soothes, it satisfies what my brain is wanting, which is to cure some boredom, which I know we've talked about that before. One of the best, best gifts we have is boredom, be able to sit by yourself and alone with your thoughts. But also, if you're not going to do that, have a default that is something like I'm, I'm reading Marcus Aurelius's meditations on my Kindle instead of social media. And yeah. it just it's just things like that that really can help you slow down and savor this this uh, this time of year, which I told Jimlin this year, Gus, I was like, you know. The Christmas season for me truly is like Bill Murray says at the end of Scrooged, it's a miracle that it comes every year. It really is. It's just this sweet, wonderful, special time that happens every year. And the fact that it comes every year, it's just almost miraculous. And so I'm doing everything. I'm I'm doing all these things that you suggested and really, and it's, it's helping to enjoy and savor the season, but probably better than I ever have, to be honest with you. That's awesome. I'm so glad that you're doing that. And then what that took for you to be able to do that was what's called mindfulness. You had to like step out of the flow and really think about life and think about what you'd like to experience in life and, and to set up a, um, an intention Mm -hmm. that you're going to slow down and enjoy the moment that you're going to refocus yourself on things that are good and beautiful and true and noble and lovely. And, and so you couldn't just find your way there. If you just went with the flow of everything, all your automated programs weren't going to find your way there unless that's how you've already developed your automated programs, right. which is a different topic. You had to stop, engage your higher mind, assess what would I like from this, and then activate that. Okay. Right? And, then the re- and the return of that is that you are going to look back over this holiday stretch from January and say, I really savored that. I really enjoyed that. I had wonderful experiences. I saw this picture of my friend in the movie, right? Because I was paying attention because I was in the moment. You know, you're going to be able to rather than it was just this whirlwind of whatever that went by you. And now you're sitting there again, heavier, sick and emotionally burnt out from the holiday. Yep. Yep. 
Precisely. Now, this is something that I'm really excited to get into because I'm getting more and more with your help and just I, I'm, I'm, I'm into supplementation in a way that's probably more intense than I ever have been, but supplements for emotional well-being. <laughs> Let's talk about some of those. Well, that's a big list on this outline because, you know, I'm just sort of shotgunning because it depends really on are you trying to improve mood? Are you trying to calm your nervous system? Are you trying to activate your nervous system? Are you trying to improve adrenal function and stress resiliency? So this wasn't meant to be a comprehensive list. It was just meant to be a starting place for people to do some research. Um, I'm happy to walk through the list, but is there anything specific? that caught your eye that you wanted to like gravitate towards so, our conversation. Okay. So I want to start with something that's probably a common supplement. And we've talked about it before. That's common to everyone on this list, but there's, there's, there's variations. So with regard to magnesium, there's, mm -hmm. you have magnesium L three on eight. Am I pronouncing it right? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Three. And eight. Okay. Yep. So why do I need that versus just magnesium? It's just a basic magnesium supplement. And I, I believe that magnesium L-threonate or magnesium bisglycinate, okay. I think both of those forms can get this job done. But specifically, these are forms of magnesium that cross the blood-brain barrier and have uh, physiological actions um, or molecular actions within the central nervous system. The end result is they're very calming to the nervous system, that neurons settle down, your um Elect, your electrical um, conduction or, or, uh, or your polarity across the membranes is stabilized for those neurons. Um, you reduce what's called glutamate toxicity, which is a, a buildup product of a lot of me metabolic activity in the brain. And so you're ultimately kind of calming down and cleaning up the brain. And the end result of that is that you're just, your nervous system just feels calmer, not necessarily sleepy, just calmer. Now, it's great to use this at night because it can increase deep sleep quantities, which actually has been a challenge for you, of course, mm -hmm. more recently. Um, but also, it can just relax you and allow you to get to bed easier. But you can also use this during the day. And if somebody has this activated nervous system, so they're just, they just feel a little tremulous, edgy, nervous, you know, just something's not right. Maybe they have a little palpitation little eyelid twitch, jaw twitching, these things that are just, we're too stressed. Our nervous system's agitated. It's in threat mode. This is a supplement that can tend to calm that down. Now, there's always this piece with emotional well-being. There's a piece of it that's biochemical, right? How is the body functioning? And then there's the piece that's more existential, spiritual, consciousness. How am I processing? How are my thoughts and beliefs serving me? in this present moment. And you really have to work on both sides. One is more in the area of consciousness, thoughts, beliefs, spirituality. Am I okay? Am I safe? And that is something that has to be cultivated. But the other is the actual biochemistry. How are cells able to function and maintain uh, not only normal function, but balanced function? And if the biochemistry is not optimal, right? If it's uh, got chat. If there are challenges to biochemical function, you, no matter how good your, uh, consciousness piece of it is, you will struggle. Right. And so I, I tell folks, because sometimes they present to me really challenging, uh, spiritual identity issues that I know it's going to take them a long time to really feel comfortable in their own skin and to feel safe in who they are and in their life. Well, that's going to be a piece of work that needs to be done with a counselor or something of that sort. But I also know that, which if it's a new patient, I know we're going to see a lot of findings that show dysfunctional biochemistry. If we fix the biochemistry, that's going to help them get much closer to where they want to be so they can actually accomplish that work. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Absolutely. 100%. 100%. So yeah. one of the uh, other supplements that you have on here that I want to bring up just because it seems like it's the one, okay, like you have amino acids as your, your desert island supplement, mm -hmm. your essential yep. amino acids, which I probably would too, now that I, I understand more about it. But if I didn't have that, I want to have my creatine there. Creatine mm -hmm. seems to show up on every, like we're, we're on a emotional well-being list of supplementation here. 
And creatine is like a Swiss army knife supplement. Yep. So talk a little bit about creatine and why people should be supplementing with it. Yeah. So creatine, of course, originally was thought of primarily as just how to build, you know, bigger, more explosive muscles because of the creatine kinase system within the muscle fibers that provides that first bolus of, of intensive energy or power. Um, and then it's depleted really quickly. And if we could maximize the creatine kinase, we could create a little more explosiveness. We could maybe lift a little more, a little fat, a little more weight, a little faster, and that will get us more adaptations. And it was good for that purpose. But if you weren't really thinking about getting that extra few percent out of your workout, you were probably not going to bother with creatine. Well, subsequently, we've learned an enormous amount about the importance of creatine in the body. It's a protein that we synthesize out of other base components and that our body works really hard to recalibrate our creatine balance every day. Essentially, we my numbers might be quite slightly off here, but I think it's like 125 grams of creatine in our body. And, or, and then we use two to three a day, and then we spend a lot of energy making back that two to three a day. So when we supplement, what we're doing is we're just going ahead and topping off that system. And the end result is a lot of uh, downstream benefits in our biochemical processes, because an enormous amount of a biochemical process called methylation, which is critical and is an often compromised biochemical pathway. An enormous amount of that methylation activity is simply to resynthesize creatine. And so if we go ahead and do that ourselves, what we've done is just depressurize that entire system and freed up methylation to go do all of its other work in the brain and in detoxification and in genetic expression. So it turns out that creatine is also being studied as what's called a nootropic to improve focus, concentration, and mental energy but also appears to have antidepressant effects, just improving mood in general. If you're interested in fertility, it's instrumental in sperm motility. It's also part of stomach acid production. So there's all these aspects where creatine's involved in our body. It turns out it's critically important, and it's a real easy one for us just to go ahead and top off ourselves and just decompress that part of our biochemistry. And it does result in potentially a gain in explosive, like, like short-term explosive power, but it also pulls hydration or fluid into the muscle fibers. So it increases strength and endurance as well. So one of the things that I would just say too, that like we talked about, even though we know it's coming every year, so many people, they, they enter this kind of body taxing season every year. That is the holidays. And, but they don't change anything with their diet or whatever. You know, supplementation is that it's a supplement to what you're already taking into your food or whatever. And it, your circumstances have changed. If you're in the holidays, which you most likely if you're listening to this, you're in it, whether you know it or not, you're in it. And so therefore you're probably doing things this time of year. You wouldn't do otherwise. Like we're talking about here, you're eating differently. You're sleeping differently. You're staying up later. So supplementation will help supplement that, that, that deficit that you're causing with these different activities, just like I take a lot of these things because I'm going to exercise in a way that I wouldn't if I were just going to work, coming home, going to bed. My body needs supplemental support. Now, one of the things that I notice on here, there's a there's a variation, a, a little potpourri, if you will, of mushroom supplementation. I see uh, reishi or reishi, however you say that, rhodiola yeah. and cordyceps and lion's mane. Uh, talk to us a little bit about some of the uh, the shrooms that you've got on here, Doc. Well, yeah, you know, the uh, lion's mane would be more of the nootropic enhanced focus, concentration, and mental energy could give you a little bit of a boost during the day. Uh, too much of it could create oxidative stress issues in the brain, so I don't think it's meant to be overused. Um, uh, you know, too much of a good thing isn't always a good thing. But then, uh, rhodi uh, well, rhodi the reishi itself, rhodiola is actually a botanical herb, yeah. not a mushroom. But I put it there in the middle of the mushrooms, which may have thrown you off. Well, reishi here's why I've got, and no, I, that was purely my mistake because I have a tea that has lion's mane and rhodiola combined in it in uh, a ticino. It's this brand mm -hmm. I love, and so that's why. I had that pegged as a kind of mushroom, but what they've done is, yeah, they put a botanical because it's a rosy smelling. It's awesome. 
yep. with yeah. lines made. So that's why I had that mixed up. So no, I'm glad you just set me straight. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Reishi is an adaptogenic mushroom that can calm the nervous system, improve stress responses, and just kind of help you have that kind of calming energy. We talked about adaptogens on our stress episode. I'm a big, big fan of adaptogens. And if you were to ask me, like, if you were just going to throw something in for the holidays to help your body through this time, from this list, I mean, obviously for me, baseline, I've always got omega-3 fatty acids. I've always got magnesium. I've always got amino acids. I've always got phospholipids. Like those are just like baseline. They're always going to be in my rotation. So I don't really have to think about those. And I've always got creatine, right? That's always going to be there. But the next ones I'm going to go for are the adaptogens, the ashwagandha, the rhodiola, the reishi, and the cordyceps, right? Because if I'm going to give my body some extra stress resiliency and a boost, through that time, those are the things I'm going to lean on because they're so effective at that. Now, one I want to mention on this list, and again, this is all in an outline that Jason will make available in the show notes, but PharmaGaba, because if you're someone who really has a hard time calming your brain, maybe in the evening or, go, or social anxiety, and you end up leaning on alcohol to do that, Try PharmaGaba because PharmaGaba for many people will greatly reduce that sense of craving or need for alcohol if it's mostly being used as a kind of a calming agent to uh, reduce anxiety. So I really love PharmaGaba for that particular reason. Um, I don't know if there's more that you want to talk about on here or not, but I think those were the, the that was the the main ones. And one of the things you mentioned on there, going back to the uh, the essential amino acids. So I had never used amino acids as part of my fasting protocol until you enlightened me on that. And I can tell you that I now take probably 15 a day, you know, mm -hmm. first thing when I get up in the morning, then in the middle of the day, and then before I go to bed. And like today I have had, um, my amino acids and a can of wild planet, um, sardines which i hate sardines they're so gross they're disgusting i want to like them so bad so i forced my mouth <laughs> to eat a can of sardines today and, but i'm just not hungry it, it really does um it's a it's so those of you who are listening to this and if you want to do the fast that gus talked about leading up to the uh to your big meal uh, your big holiday meal whether it's a family or, or going out you know get some essential amino acids and incorporate those with your fast. And it just really, it makes life easier, man. It really does. It makes a big difference. And actually I recommend it strongly for those who are going to use this feast fat, fast feast approach, meaning, okay, I am going out to the steakhouse tonight and we're going to eat big and I want to eat big. So I am going to follow that advice. I'm just not going to eat food until that time. I would use the aminos because you're just not going to be able to consume enough protein in that one meal to meet your protein requirement. Yeah. So you might as well go ahead and get the aminos, which are not going to do anything to affect your, sorry, your food capacity later. But what they are going to do is give you a protein equivalent throughout the day so that you still meet your protein target, even though maybe you only ate one portion of protein that day. Yeah. Yeah. Precisely. Well, well, there you go, man. I think that's a, man, if you just, it's a long list, but you know what? This is not hard. And just, if you just, and I can tell you folks, if you'll just make some of these little tweaks as, as we, you know, we're barreling through it, man. I can't believe that as we record this, dude, we got five days before Christmas. It's just, it, it just blows my yeah. mind. It just, it is great. It is nutty. It really it caught up, caught up to me. And I've like you, I've been in the moment to so my daughter's I had my first experience. Thanksgiving was really this, and I think I mentioned it, but this was the first time where both daughters came home and our whole family's together for like an extended period. They're home for a month from college. And so they're coming home, the house, we've got the tree and the garland up and the lights and the Christmas music playing and the fire in the fireplace. And, you know, and suddenly it's, uh, they're, you know, people are wanting to get together and friends have things going on. So it's really just been a wonderful time. And like you, I, I look up and I'm like, oh my gosh, wait, Christmas is this weekend or this like coming up at the end of the weekend. And I can't believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Here we are. Well, Gus, thanks for bringing us this little survival guide, folks. I will get this uh, outline up so you can just peruse through it. And, uh, you know, hey, I'm so sorry, Jason. I'm being so rude to interrupt the host. Um, can I mention the immune system real quick? Oh, absolutely. Please. 
So on the outline, there was also the body composition, like how to stay lean. And then there was immune system. But here's the deal, folks. We already talked about what you need to do to keep your body leaner. Keep your exercise up. Reduce your calories during the day when you know you're going to eat more, consume more protein. And, you know, that'll do it. Plus, Jason and I, we're going to move in in January into really walking through this body composition optimization process again, because it's just what most people need and it fixes metabolic health and then helps people feel better. And we want to make sure everybody really understands how to do it properly. But I would like to mention the immune system because our immune systems get beat down and we get sick. And there are COVID strains circulating right now, causing people to feel pretty darn sick. They're not specifically dangerous. I mean, they could be if you're immunocompromised or older or frail, but for most people, they're not going to put you in the hospital. They're not going to kill you. You don't need to like go crazy about it, but they will give you a flu-like cold illness that's no fun. And there's also influenza A and B. And then there are other viral strains, of course, that can cause sickness. And we really want to protect ourselves. Now, if we get a big enough inoculation of a virus, we're just going to get it. But our course of illness can be greatly impacted by how we support our body during that time. But also our vulnerability to an illness, especially if it's just minor inoculations, like minor amounts of the virus, a robust immune system will fight that off much faster. And you may not even end up with a significant uh, uh, experience of a viral infection. So for your immune system, things to think about over these next couple of few weeks and throughout the winter, all the basics that we already talked about. You've got to do that. But winter is a great time to get more sleep. It gets dark earlier, you know, and it stays a little dark later in the morning. And just getting an extra hour of sleep at night, like saying, you know what? It's dark at five o'clock or six o'clock. And instead of like, you know, being active and doing things until eight or nine o'clock at night, now it's seven o'clock. We're done. Go to bed an hour earlier. It's amazing what will happen for you if you give your body an extra hour of sleep. You will be healthier. You will feel better. Your immune system will be so much stronger. It's just wonderful. Winter is a great time to say, let me get more sleep. Definitely practice breath work, but we've really emphasized calming breathing as a means of calming the nerving system. But the Wim Hof style of breath work, which is a hyperventilation breath work, which will possibly activate stress responses, can be very good at boosting immune function. And that's a practice where you actually breathe fast, hard, and heavy for 10 to 15 breaths in a row, and then you take a break. Now, that gets we'll talk about it at some point, the actual formal way of doing it where you hold your breath. But if you're trying to boost the immune system or activate your immune system, you are like... I know that looked funny. But you do that 10 to 15 breaths, you regather yourself, take a break, and then you do it again. I know that's a weird, it sounds really weird, but it's an actual amazing hack to help your body fight off infections. Maximize the natural light exposure, get plenty of protein, and think about taking extra vitamin D and other antioxidants and getting increasing your intake of various phytonutrients and polyphenols, as you know, anthocyanins. So these are the all the different botanical agents that play little roles in our body that are beneficial that we get in organic coffee green tea, cacao, turmeric, leafy greens, different color berries, right? So one thing is to have organic blueberries and blackberries and raspberries, have some real cacao powder mixed into your coffee or your tea, um, mix in turmeric into your cooking, eat organic non-GMO leafy greens, you know, if have, if, you know, I'm not a coffee drinker, but if you do drink coffee, make sure it's a good organic fresh roasted blend and get these polyphenols or anthocyanins into your body, or you could supplement them. And I have that list over there on the outline of all the supplementation I recommend for immune system boosting. And it includes, you know, some of the basics, but also other mushrooms like turkey tail, maitake, shiitake, and shaga. Maintaining support of nitric oxide and glutathione. We did a podcast on that. Quercetin turmeric and curcumin supplements, elderberry. If you're getting a cold or a respiratory infection, a cough, bronchitis, elderberry is one of my favorites. It's got so much data proving it helps and get your vitamin C, right? Vitamin C is really important. So boost your availability of antioxidants and great phytonutrients, get more sleep and um, get your protein, get your vitamin D 
Uh, oh, I would know what I was going to say. For a great source of natural vitamin D, food-based vitamin D, and retinol, that form of vitamin A, powerful antioxidant, cod liver oil capsules. So cod liver oil capsules are a real food. They give you additional omega-3s, the fat-soluble form of vitamin A that's so critical for your cells, and real food-based vitamin D that your body can then convert into vitamin D3. So just that's just a real quick run-through for the immune system. And I do think if you're going to get exposed or you're beat down using a supplement stack of whole food vitamin C, elderberry, and turmeric, and some of the mushroom blends for the immune system can make a huge difference for you. One of the things you mentioned that I've done this uh, year is I've started making, well, I started out trying to make French hot chocolate. That's how this started, which requires a lot of like at least 70% cacao, like organic um, cocoa, and then a little bit of heavy whipping cream. So you get some fat in there. But man, let me tell you something. I think my skin is really reflective of the fact that I've started consuming more organic, just good cocoa. I mean, it just, and it's so good for, from the antioxidant standpoint. And there was some study I just read is kind of what got me going. And I mean, you would know this, that, um, as far as your cardio, cardiovascular health, that, um, high concentrations of cocoa can have a really uh, profound impact. So if you're going to have some, like, like the doc said, if you're going to have some coffee, throw some cacao in there, or if you're going to make hot chocolate, don't just go for the crappy Swiss miss and water with a bunch of sugar and stuff, go find a recipe. Maybe I'll include my little recipe. I make mine with like some, uh, peppermint con concentrate. Cause I like, I like uh, peppermint, hot cocoa and a little bit of monk fruit to get it, get, get it sweet. And then just, you can go get like some lilies, um, you know, cacao, uh, baking chips and you melt them. I tried it with, um, and you can, if you don't want to use heavy whipping cream, because it's a little too heavy for you, just go get some, uh, vitamin D, you know, some organic milk and it'll kind of help with the consistency of it. It is thicker than what you're used to, but man, it mm -hmm. is decadent and delicious and wonderful. And while it's not something you want to just crush every single night, it is, it can be, you know, there are some really good antioxidants in there for you. And so that, that might be something you want to add to your little uh, holiday. I love it. I love it. And especially if you do it in ways like right now with you just having said that. So in a moment here, I'm going to wrap it up. It's about six o'clock my time and I'm going to go join my family at the house with the fire. And guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to make a, uh, like a high polyphenol organic hot cacao mixture and i'm going to add some fresh organic cream and we're going to sip that and it's going to be delicious and we're going to and nutritious and good for our immune system and it's just a wonderful experience and it does point to the last bit and then we'll we'll stop because this could sound overwhelming to the average listener but i really hope you'll get the outline um it walks right through this it has the list it's uh, uh visually it's very easy to understand and at the end i wrote well how do i do all of this and I'm like, well, this might seem like a lot, but it, it actually isn't. The main thing is just establish the foundation, which is Jason, I teach you every week. You've got to go ahead and do. You've got to make the foundation, the foundation that's just automated. Then you don't have to think about it. But establish the foundation. If you haven't established the foundation, then you start there. You focus on that first and you forget about all the other stuff. You don't need to do all the other stuff. You need to establish the foundation. If you have established the foundation, but the, you'd like to add the others, all you do is pick one or two on the list that you think would be easy to implement. Like pick a couple, like, okay, maybe I'm going to order some ashwagandha and start that. You know, maybe I'm going to uh, uh, get the sunlight, right? I'm going to pick the couple that feel easy and just do that and then set reminders as you form new habits. It's helpful to have reminders and just do it. And you just keep stacking them on top of one another until they're automated. And we talk about habit stacking a lot where you do a lot of these, these things in one. So you can have a, blend, a mushroom blend tea that gives you most of these adaptogens that we've already talked about and immune support all in one cup of tea that you have in the afternoon. You know, and so you start finding ways to get a lot of this done very simplistically without having to do a lot. And again, the same thing with if you want to do the cold exposure and get the morning light and get some breath work and get your body activated, well, then you actually go outside and maybe you have on some shoes if it's really cold and you stand in that cold for two minutes, you shake your body out and you do some range of motion stuff for your joints. You focus in on your breath and you let the sunlight hit your retina. Guess what? You just did cold exposure, mobility, 
breath work, and sun exposure all in 10 minutes in the morning. You come into your warm house and you feel all invigorated and good, right? So that's all written into this outline. But my point is this, if you'll just start today and you'll pick what it is you feel like you could do and you say, I'm going to do that. And you just make it a habit. Then it becomes automated. Then you add on neg by next year and you hit the holidays, you'll be accomplishing these entire lists without even thinking. And it'll pay you back dividends, not only for the holidays, but for the rest of your life. Amen, my brother. Well, go enjoy that family. Go enjoy those girls that are home, brother. And uh, as always, Doc, thanks so much. And uh, and right back at you. Very grateful for you. Grateful for our friendship and you sharing your expertise with the Jason Wright Show audience. Thank you, my man. Thank you. God bless everyone. Merry, beautiful, joyful Christmas. Blessed New Year to come for you all. Absolutely. Thanks, Gus.